Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. I've hosted a couple other podcasts, uh, one called Geekly Dose. We talked about a bunch of geek stuff, as well as Republic City Report, Legend of Korra podcast. You can find both of those podcasts. They're still up. They're on iTunes as well as Stitcher.com. They're kind of classic episodes right now at this point because they've been, those podcasts have been done for a while, but you know, if you're just, just now getting into the Legend of Korra, you can go and uh, join in right around season two. And uh, you have plenty of episodes over there to listen to of that, as well as Geekly Dose. We talked about all kinds of geek stuff. So, of course, this is, once again, episode two of the podcast. I'm about three episodes into this thing. If you don't, if you didn't realize that there actually is an episode zero of this podcast, where I talk about Dragon Ball Z for like an hour and a half. It's just my thoughts on Dragon Ball Z, what it means to me, kind of building up. I go through every single season. I talk in detail and depth about a lot of the things that I loved about it, a lot of the highlights, some of the lowlights. I talked about how I got into Dragon Ball Z. I talk about uh, some of the Dragon Ball Z um, collector's items and things like that that I've kind of gotten over time. So if you want my thoughts on that, make sure you go back and listen to episode zero. But for now, we're going to go ahead and get on with Dragon Ball Super because we're here and we've got the brand new series and all that stuff like that. <laughs> I want to remind everybody that uh, if you want to be a part of this conversation, you can head over to facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast. Leave me a comment there. Send me a message. Uh, if you have a question or something you want me to talk about on the podcast, that's the best place to get in touch with me right now trying to build up a little bit of a community over there and hopefully we can get something good going shout out to steven brand new listener over there steven contacted me steven hosts a couple podcasts himself he says at some point he would love to come on to rock the dragon so we can talk if you listen to episode zero you you may remember that i mentioned the possibility of having a guest on every now and then uh because very much unlike republic city report my other podcast that was just me the entire time and uh my listeners didn't care they didn't mind they actually liked that but you know this is this is this shows a little bit more fun and kind of goofy so i'd like to get some people on every now and then to talk about some things steven uh rest assured that once i get back into a stabilized position of some sort <laughs> i will be happy to have you on uh i can't tell you exactly when that will be but hey you know we'll stay in touch and uh, we'll work it out Right now, I don't really have a way to, to punch you in and all that stuff because I'm doing sort of a temporary recording setup. But by all means, if there's anything you want to say in the meantime, feel free to leave me a comment over there. Send me a message. I'd be happy to talk about it on here until I get everything up and running again. So with that being said, let's jump on into episode two titled To the Promised Resort. Vegeta takes a family trip. Once again, I mentioned this on episode one of the podcast. They're obviously keeping the Japanese titles here doing direct uh you know direct translations for the most part if you remember dragon ball z the titles weren't like this they would they would americanize the titles which i was fine with that but i'm also fine with this i mean i do appreciate the fact that they're holding on to a lot of the japanese um elements of the show including the the intro sequence and all the music and uh the titles so that's great i'm, I'm fine with it i'm always going to miss bruce falconer's music okay always <laughs> but this is cool too not bad so far the only thing that i have to say about this now that i'm we're two episodes in is that i'm a little bit i almost wish that i wouldn't have watched battle of gods right battle of gods the standalone movie that was released um because i feel like a lot of this would be more interesting had i not seen that because this whole thing with beerus 
and him kind of having the visions and the premonitions of the Super Saiyan God. I can only imagine how much more intrigued by that I would have been had I not seen Battle of Gods, had I not watched that already. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, we're obviously retelling that story, but in a, in a longer format, a longer, more detailed, drawn out sort of a way, which I'm fine with. But at the same time, I can't, you know, it's not, I, I kind of know how this is going to end already. Um, so I'm just hoping that in the middle of all of this, you know, we get to see more interesting things, which so far I think we are. Now, once again, this episode is just, you know, kind of showing us where everybody has been in the meantime, right? We can't jump directly into the action because we have to reintroduce our main characters and show what their life has been like, what they've been up to. So I can only assume we're going to have a couple of episodes like this where they're just kind of, you know, goofing around and being lighthearted. But at the same time, we can see, can see that there's a bigger threat coming with Beerus. Uh, so, you know, just based on the title of this episode, to the promised resort, Vegeta takes a family trip. Well, then that tells you exactly what's going to happen here. Uh, of course, it's not just all about Vegeta. We do get to uh, <laughs> watch Goku arrive on King Kai's planet again, getting ready to, 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 uh, to train. Which is always funny, right? Because every time he shows up on that planet, it's always unannounced and it's unexpected. And he always scares the shit out of King Kai somehow. Uh, and I love that. I love that because, you know, after all this time, they are still staying true to what Dragon Ball Z was like. Uh, so far, at least. I mean, these characters are pretty much the same. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Vegeta in a little bit about how they're kind of alluding at him changing a little bit. But for the most part, Vegeta's the same, too. But it's, I, I thought it was just fucking hilarious how, like, uh, Goku just shows up and just completely scares the shit out of King Kai. And it's, you know, it's not it's not a lot. You know, this is not going to be a very long episode of the podcast because, you know, obviously, like I've said, you know, the show is about 22 minutes without commercials now. And unless there's some big epic plot twist somewhere, it's not going to be a lot to go into detail about. So I'm just going to kind of recap the the uh, the episode and kind of see you know, kind of elaborate on some of my thoughts about and things like that. Uh, and normally, you know, if you were one of my Republic City Report listeners, you were used to me making predictions every episode and kind of, you know, saying, OK, well, maybe this will lead to this and maybe this will lead to that. Well, once again, since I watched Battle of Gods, I can't even really speculate on a lot of things here. But once again, hopefully they introduce some things that weren't included in that movie that we can kind of speculate about. But once again, always to see, always great to see Goku and King Kai back together. Those two make such a <laughs> an incredible duo, and it's it, it makes it even more incredible when you realize that Sean Shimmel does the voice of both King Kai and Goku. Okay, I don't know how many people knew that, but yeah, um, he does both. So all of that banter is just one guy talking to himself, and it just makes it even more awesome to see. And it's funny, you know, they're really bringing the humor. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I, I laughed out loud. Uh, several times in episode one and episode two. And uh, I can't say that about Dragon Ball Z. I honestly can't. I mean, I, I think just because maybe, you know, the sense of humor, our senses of humor probably have, have changed since that being adapted from the 80s version of the cartoon uh, of, the, of the anime originally. But now I think they've kind of updated some of these jokes to make them more modern and things like that, more so than they may have been able to do before. And maybe that's why. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just giddy. 
you know maybe i'm just giddy as hell because i'm just so happy to see my favorite characters again i think that's part of it you know i talked a little bit about how like i'm still i'm still getting used to seeing all of the hd and pristine quality and the animation and the cg and all that stuff and uh but i've got i've gotten pretty used to it and it's kind of grown grown on me i will mention this uh i don't know what happened last night i'm recording this uh the sunday after episode two um, but my DVR did not record Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Super on Cartoon Network like it was supposed to. Did it not come on? Can somebody tell me what happened there? Um, because I, I got home, I went on the DVR, and it, the episode just wasn't there. Uh, so I found it online today and watched it. So I don't know what the hell happened with that. Somebody let me know if you have any clue or if that was just a, a freak accident that happened on my end. Uh, once again, facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast. Let me know what happened there. But anyway, yeah, good times with Goku and King Kai. Now, we also, uh, once again, you know, this episode, a big chunk of this is just we, we get to catch up with Vegeta now. We've gotten to catch up with Goku and Gohan. And now we get to see what Vegeta has been up to. He and his family, he, Boma. And, and little trunks uh so they're on their way on vacation right and in standard typical sort of vegeta fashion he's not even in the ship they're flying in the sky in one of these capsule corp jets and he's just standing on top of it i mean i you know that's great because i talked a little bit about how vegeta rubbed me the wrong way a little bit in battle of gods because he, he was kind of goofy and he was kind of making jokes and stuff but you know he was doing that because he felt like he had to do that so it was kind of it kind of bugged me a little bit but man this brings you right back to vegeta the original vegeta he's still the same fucking dude <laughs> he's still the same vegeta that he was before in a lot of ways uh which is i, I don't know it's, it's it's kind of both a good and a bad thing in a way because as much as i appreciate vegeta being vegeta it does stand to reason that at some point at some point, there needs to be some sort of a change in this in his character, right? Like he can't just be angry forever. I mean, he has a wife and a child now. Nobody's expecting Vegeta to, to all of a sudden, you know, become super sensitive. But it almost seems like he doesn't give a shit about them every now and then. It's like, well, you know, I, I don't know. Like we don't. I want Vegeta to be Vegeta, but I still it's still becoming it's becoming a little bit unbelievable. I think that he wouldn't have softened up a little bit by now, I guess. Just a little bit. But maybe he is, because Boma actually mentions it in the episode, which is something that I thought was cool. She says something like, uh, you know, there's a change. Ever since Majin Buu was defeated, um, there's a change in you. There's something I can't describe it, but you have been a little bit different. And maybe that's maybe that's the creator's way of saying, you know, okay, you know, finally we're gonna see somewhat of a shift in Vegeta. Uh, and I mean, we saw it. We saw hints of it. We see it when when they're in trouble more so than anything else, though, right? Like in the Boo Saga, where Vegeta's about to blow himself up, and Little Trunks is crying, and he kind of he knocks him out and gives him a hug and stuff. I mean, it's in those moments where he really shows how much he cares. Other than that, he could really give less of a shit, it seems. But you know what? It was really funny. It was funny, and it and it, it it made me feel good to see it. You know, because there's a there's a conversation that happens between Vegeta and Bulma. Um, where she's wondering, hey, what made you say yes to the vacation this time? I mean, first of all, the whole concept, the whole idea of Vegeta going on vacation is hilarious in itself. So I'm glad they did that because you're taking someone like him and putting him in a situation where he knows he's going to hate every single second of it. So that just makes it that much more hilarious. 
but she asked him about it, you know, and, and then we flashed back to Dragon Ball Z, which I thought was the coolest thing, you know, and it wasn't some redone, reshot, redrawn, reanimated clip. It was like the same clip because you can see the change in quality, you know, it went back to the way it looked before. Uh, that moment where he's in the, the training session, um, in Super Saiyan mode, he and, and Little Trunks are, are training, and um, he tells him that he will, he will take him to the park or something like that, um, you know, if he lands a punch on him. And I just thought that was the coolest thing because, you know, even though for them it's only been a couple months, for us it's been hell, in North America it's been years, but for people in Japan it's been decades since they've seen that. So it's cool for them to just go back, to just kind of flash back to that moment, even though it's been so long for us. <laughs> it's been such a short time for them. Uh, plus, it makes the shows feel connected because with them looking so different now uh, and having different music and everything like that, then it could, it could, at times, it could feel like a different world. Um, but they're doing a pretty good job of keeping it, you know, the same, and obviously having the same voice actors for the most part helps a lot with that. So I thought that that was awesome. That was a cool moment that he, he kept his promise. So they go on vacation and, uh, you know, we just get a lot of irritable Vegeta throughout all of this. You know, he's just kind of like bugged and he doesn't want to be there. And uh, what's, what's cool about it is that both Trunks and, and Boma have just kind of accepted Vegeta for the way he is. So they don't really pay him any mind. They expect him to get pissed off. They expect him to get frustrated and annoyed. Uh, and they just kind of react to it and they just kind of accept it for what it is. Um, kind of going back to a second for the, for, uh, going back a moment to the, can't talk for some reason, <laughs> going back to the moment where Vegeta is on top of the ship. That was just cool, right? Because she's like spinning it around and he's just kind of standing there and it's like, man, that's the badass Vegeta that I know and love. You know, he's just like, this isn't anything. <laughs> she goes outside, she goes underwater, um, and it's just cool. It's cool because this is our, you know, assuming that I hadn't seen Resurrection F and Battle of Gods, this would have been the first time I would have seen Vegeta since the end of Dragon Ball Z. And obviously we're not going to, we're going to pretend like GT doesn't exist, right? Um, <laughs> so we're going to, we're going to erase that version of him out of our minds. Uh, so this would have been the first time and it wouldn't have, it would have been a nice reintroduction to Vegeta. You know, he's kind of become a family man, but he's still stubborn as hell. And he's still pretty badass because he's just riding on top of this thing and just not being phased by it, not being bo bothered by it. So I thought that was very awesome. Now, of course, we we do flash back and forth to Beerus throughout this episode because we're, we're building him up as the villain of, uh, I assume, the first season or, or I'm not exactly sure how it's going to turn out. Uh, it's been very hard avoiding spoilers because anytime I type in anything Dragon Ball Super related, you know, for I was even just trying to make sure my podcast was showing up. Well, then there's spoilers everywhere because of the Japanese version is on this, you know, episode 75 or something like that. Uh, so it's hard, you know, I, <laughs> oh man. But, you know, this this is what happens, man. This is what happens when a show, you know, is, is brought back there first and then later on here. Uh, and I know a lot of people are watching the Japanese version. Hopefully you guys will come over to this version and listen to this podcast and get some enjoyment out of it. But yeah, so with Beerus, you know, we're just kind of building him up. And if you've seen Battle of Gods, you know where this is going. But we do get to see a little bit more now uh, about this. We can kind of see him just, he kind of has this sort of uh, insatiable hunger. 
<laughs> and his desire for food. And right now that's kind of his motivation, I think, for destroying a lot of these planets is because he's trying to find some good food. So if you've seen Battle of Gods, you know that one of the reasons why he doesn't destroy Earth is because, well, he likes the food there. And once again, while that's kind of silly, it falls right in line with Dragon Ball. You know, it's a typical sort of thing. And in a lot of ways, I appreciate it much more than it just being another villain who's created or comes from another planet or who's been asleep on the planet the entire time or something like that. And they're just pure 100 percent evil with no reason or rhyme or reason behind it, because we've gotten that a couple of times in different ways. So now it's just a guy, you know, he's a god and he's a god of destruction. That's what he does. That's his purpose. His whole purpose is to destroy shit. So that's all the reason you need, I guess. And it makes sense because, I mean, I think at some point in Battle of Gods, they explain it and say, you know, um, it's like yin and yang. You know, it's like good and evil. There's a balance, right? If you've got a God who can create things, you have to have a God who can destroy things, too. Um, so in some ways, Beerus is one of the most interesting villains they've created so far because he's definitely not one note and two dimensional. Um, and I'm hoping through this long form storytelling now this story we'll get to learn a lot more about him as well as his uh trusty sidekick Whis. <laughs> but i think the most important thing to kind of come from this episode in terms of everything beerus related just to kind of summarize this is uh is the whole premonition thing that i mentioned earlier you know he's having these premonitions and these dreams but he can't quite figure out exactly what it is until he goes to this planet um, which I don't think we got to see all of this in Battle of Gods. You know, we actually see this entirely different planet with this entirely different species. And he kind of shows up and, uh, you know, <laughs> they're trying to get some dinosaur meat or something like that. And it's not satisfactory. So he destroys the entire planet. But within that explosion, you know, his his premonition starts to kind of make more sense, becomes more clear. And he kind of has this vision of the of a legendary Super Saiyan God. So once again, if you've seen Battle of Gods, you know that is exactly where this is going. Uh, obviously, that's Goku. <laughs> um, so once again, had I not seen Battle of Gods, those moments like that, I would have been sitting there like, what? What? Well, who? Who could? I mean, I don't think I would have actually could questioned who it was for one second because it's always Goku. <laughs> He's always the savior. He's always the the chosen one, you know. Um, but I love him, so I can't be mad at that. But it would have been at least more suspenseful to say, what is this Super Saiyan God thing, man? I can't wait to see what that looks like and what it turns out to be and all that. Um, so I, you know, I like that. I like that it's, it's they're, they're, you know, they're kind of revealing this thing in a way that the audience knows about it before Goku does, you know? And there's something kind of cool about the con that, that whole concept of things that, uh, you know, this he's got this whole new adventure sort of waiting for him, and he doesn't—he has no idea. He's just kind of training like he always does. And meanwhile, Vegeta wants to be training instead of doing what he's doing. Uh, so at some point, this very sort of funny sequence where they're at this show on vacation, this uh, concert. <laughs> Vegeta's just in a crowd of people, and he re reminded me a lot of myself in those situations. You know, I mean, don't get me like I love to. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a musician. I played music for a couple years, and uh, I'm obviously a big fan of, of rock music and live music and things like that. So I've been in many mosh pits and and many crowds, and it's always a good time. But you know, there's nothing worse than just constantly being bumped into 
<laughs> when you're in a bad mood. And uh, that's exactly what Vegeta is going through in that moment. And we're just thinking like, oh, shit, he's going to he's going to explode here. And he, he kind of does. He kind of powers up a little bit and just releases a harmless sort of wave of air. You know, they can do that, too. They can kind of power up and just like release this wave of of of, of air <laughs> instead of energy and kind of knocks everybody down. And then he flies off and is like, well, that's Vegeta for us. He hasn't changed much. Uh, but once again, Bowman and Trunks are like, well, you know, we're surprised that he stayed as long as he did. So we're happy that he stayed as long as he did. So it's very cool. And he goes off and he starts to train. He goes to train. So we get to see him in this, in this, uh, the ship again, the Capsule Corp ship that he trains in uh, with gravity, with a, he can raise the gravity. So we realize in the moment that Goku and Vegeta are kind of doing the same thing. Goku's off training 10 times the gravity on King Kai's planet. Vegeta's training too now. Uh, obviously, there's a good reason for this. It's building back up. Beerus is going to come. They need to be ready. And if you watch Battle of Gods, it's, it's pretty cool because now we, we get to see. I think when Battle of Gods started, Goku was already off training with King Kai. Um, so it's cool to see now how he got there and why he was there and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's awesome. You know, we get to see Vegeta kind of being a badass again and just kind of training. So that's 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 good stuff there. And throughout all this, I mean, we even get this sort of uh, internal monologue that Vegeta's doing where, you know, once again, he's talking about how he <laughs> he, he admits that Goku is sort of the, the top dog, number one saying, you know, but he, he's saying that he's going to surpass him once and for all. You know, it's it's always kind of the same story with Vegeta. You know, his his whole mission at this point is to surpass Kakarot. Uh, and who knows, maybe he'll do it at some point throughout Dragon Ball Super. Now, you know, if, if we want to break this down a little bit and talk a little bit about what what I'd like to see from Dragon Ball Super. Obviously, I haven't seen the Japanese episode, so I don't know if any of this is going to happen or not. But I I want to I want them to get a little bit more creative with the writing. Hopefully, you know, it's, you know, so let's not make that be Vegeta's entire arc this whole time. You know, because we've we've seen that ever ever since he first came to Earth that that has been his mission. <laughs> okay, to be stronger than Goku. So I, I get that that is what drives him. And I want that to always drive him. But let's also find maybe some other alternative motivations for him too. Because wouldn't it be interesting? And once again, I haven't seen anything, so I don't know what's going to happen. But would it not be interesting if, say, Vegeta needed... This entire time, he thought it was Goku that he needed to be better than, and that's been driving him. But if he found something else to drive his passion, if he just achieved a whole new level of power because he didn't realize the whole, he realized the entire time he was chasing the wrong thing. Like, I just, I want something like that. I want him to have a realization at some point and say, you know, wow, it's been in front of my face this entire time, but it has been my my desire to to surpass Kakarot that has been holding me back. And then he has some kind of a realization and it opens up a new level of training for him. And because of that, he does reach a higher power, you know, maybe one where he even surpasses Goku or something. I just think something like that would be cool at some point because I just don't want Vegeta to be one note Vegeta for the entire series. Right. So. This is modern now, you know, there are a lot of things that they were able to get away with in the 80s when the show first came around that you may not necessarily be able to get away with now 
you know, people, especially some, since a lot of us have gotten older, we, we want a little bit more depth in our stories. Now, I'm not looking for the Dragon Ball Z to be on the, the you know, the level of the Legend of Korra <laughs> in terms of all of that, because that, they're two different shows. But I would like more. I would like an attempt for them to kind of flesh these characters out more so. And Vegeta is kind of one of those characters who has the most potential for growth. Because when you think about it, you know, even even Piccolo, man, like Piccolo came a long way and had a pretty good arc. You know, he's still he could he's still Piccolo, but he he, he cares. He cares and it's, he, he doesn't hide the fact that he cares now either, you know, and so he's had a growth. You know what I mean? He went from hating Goku to being like one of Goku's best friends and caring for his son and all of that kind of stuff. So I want to see a similar sort of uh, range of growth for Vegeta. Uh, and we don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he hasn't grown at all, because obviously the fact that he has a wife and a kid says a lot. But I just want more. I want more. Here's an opportunity to do some really cool things that, you know, wasn't done in, in Dragon Ball Z. So I definitely want to see that from him. Uh, but yeah, I, th I think it's very, it's very cool. And I can't forget to mention the fact that we also... Uh, we've been kind of flashing back and forth between Supreme Kai and Elder Kai too this entire time uh, because they're the only ones at this point who can sense what's going on with Beerus because they're way up the totem pole in terms of celestial beings they can tell you know it hasn't reached far enough down to King Kai's level yet for him to be able to sense it uh, so we've got Supreme Kai and, and, and Elder Kai to, to kind of rely on for that so, you know, rest assured, all of that's going to come together and build to something at some point. Um, you know, funny little aside here, and maybe someone can explain this to me, or maybe it won't be explained until I get further into the series. But I, I forgot to mention this whenever on episode zero, I was talking about Dragon Ball Z and talking about Battle of Gods, Resurrection F. Um, there was like this little space cop dude who showed up. <laughs> and he's he's in the intro credits of Dragon Ball Super. I can't remember his name right now. But when that dude showed up, I was like, who the fuck is that? Where'd he come from? And at the time, I wasn't sure if, if I had missed something. Because remember, there's like there's a couple other little episodes of things like that in Japan that never were really um, dubbed to English and they weren't released here. So I'm like, well, maybe it's something that I missed and they introduced that dude. But now I'm thinking that, well, you know, the introduction comes in in Dragon Ball Super. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see what his story is because he was the one that warned them about Beerus, right? Or did he warn them about, which movie was he in? Was he, was he in Battle of Gods or was he in Resurrection F? I don't remember if he warned them about Frieza or if he warned them about Beerus. I don't remember. But, you know, he was in one of those movies and I was like, I, I've never seen him before. Where'd he come from? But it'd be interesting to see once again who he is, what his story is, where'd he come from? He's some kind of space police uh, thing <laughs> or something, uh, which is cool. But, you know, one of the coolest things about this show is always being able to meet new characters. So I'm looking forward to that now. Uh, unless I'm forgetting something, that about does the the that that's, that's pretty much covers the entire episode. Uh, there's not much else to discuss. Uh, once I start getting emails or messages or whatever, then these episodes, the podcast episodes, will start to get a little bit longer. But I can only talk about so much <laughs> stuff. So once again, if there's something you want to say, 
make sure you head over to facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast leave me a comment send me a message like that page we can get this thing moving right now the likes are coming in very slowly that's okay i'm not surprised i'm still relying on people kind of discovering this podcast there's only three episodes up it hasn't been very long Uh, a lot of people still don't know about it if you are one of the people who actually do know about it and listen by all means please 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 share it and tell your friends about it if there's someone that watches dragon ball z and you think will love this and is watching dragon ball super and will enjoy it get something out of it please tell them about it subscribe on itunes leave me some reviews um that's the biggest way to get the news out about this podcast so we can really start getting into this thing, talking about it. There's a lot of fun things I have lined up that hopefully we'll get a chance to see and do. Uh, speaking of that, please go over to Facebook.com slash Tim Bridgewater Geek. That is my Facebook page. I will be unleashing a whole new wave of geek content uh, this year. Um, and that'll be sort of the hub for it. It'll all be released over on YouTube, youtube.com slash Tim Bridgewater Geek. There's a ton of stuff up there now. A lot of it's old, but if you like, you know, to watch old reviews and stuff like that, you can watch some of that stuff. I have some things that were, I put up within the last year. I made a music video and a rap song for The Legend of Korra. My fans of that podcast appreciated that. I recently made a music video with action figures. Um, that's pretty cool. Won an award. Actually got um, an award um, at a festival out in Los Angeles. Um, so I'm pretty proud of that. I mean, there's some cool things over there. Make sure you go and check out, check it out, and uh, and all that. And like the pages, subscribe, rate. You guys know all this stuff. Uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, the best thing you can do, the biggest thing you can do, is let other people know about it. Show your love. Show your appreciation. Thank you very much. Uh, I think that does it for this episode, guys. So until next time, for Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super podcast, I'm Tim Bridgewater, and I will see you next time.